Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and pray. Um, Susie, will you go ahead and do that for us? Father, I just pray that you would be here amongst us, that you would use Corley today to, to share your message, Lord. And Father, that you would give her the words that you want spoken. Father, let us hear the things that we need to hear, Lord. And we just pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. 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 So the scripture that I got had you, you guys. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. So let's go into yeah. something no, else. No, someone yeah. said, Kim said, someone over had mentioned, like, me? I was like, like, where's oh, Katie? Last time you guys really want me to come back? I know. Oh, I was like, last time, I'm like, where's Katie? Where's the song? Last week, I, where was I? I don't know, but I was the one that was doing the teaching, and I was like, I don't know where Katie goes. Oh, no. But there's no song? I can't remember. I think I had something going on last Friday. Oh, I was up at, I was at the tattoo shop hanging out, learning some stuff, so. Are you going to do tattoo? Yeah, I started tattooing about a year ago, and so... Uh, Megan Kindler's husband, Kevin, his brother Larry does tattoos, so they told me to come by the shop and hang out and see what it was about, and so I ended up staying there all day, which I didn't anticipate, but yeah, so I didn't get to come, but sorry. Well, I missed you a lot. Oh, I missed you guys, I really did. I, I, like, at 2 o'clock, I was looking at my phone, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm here, but it's all right. Mm -hmm. all right. I think everyone should know the song. I don't like to sing the, like, the bridge part, I usually don't sing it, so... I don't really know how it goes anyways, but <laughs> so Not do anything it was beautiful. Tawny 
like I had asked her because I hadn't had time to prepare one and so I was like hey you're teaching today is there a song that you have in mind and she's like I'll think about it I'll get back to you I'm like okay so she sent it and it's only a song I've heard like one or two times and so I, I printed the chords and I was like playing it at home and I listened to it a lot and then I get here and it totally went awful it's like oh no so I ended up just putting it on Spotify and singing along with it but it was really bad <laughs> I doubt it it was so bad <laughs> Okay, Carla, do you have the your Bible open to Romans? 15, yeah, but mine 13? is nothing like you guys. It's well, okay. It's a different. Um, so I pray for you Gentiles that God, who gives you hope, will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in Him. I pray that God will help you overflow with hope in Him through the Holy Spirit's power within you. Very good. And so what does yours say, Susie? And w- and then we'll get to what translation so you can look and see which one. So my translation is New Living Translation. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Is that what you guys have? It's close to it, yeah. I have ESB. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And how about you? What is- um, mine's the NIV version. And it's may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, okay, really so that's close. NIV. So what is yours, Carla? Does it say what translation? I don't know, but I think we should all get the one the Father has, uh, the, the pastor has. The Living Bible, huh? I have that one. Pastor Jim uses the Christian Standard version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to get one of those. I like that version a lot. If I could find it in a journal Bible, I would buy it. So mine is like yours. And so um, who who is it? Is God in? Who is God in this verse? Who does it say God is? God of hope. The source of hope. So the source, he's our God of hope. And I looked up that word source because um, I like the way it said that. And it's the origin or the beginning of hope. Mm. Okay. And what does God want to do? What is the verse telling us that he wants to do? He wants to fill us with joy and peace. Very good. How do you believe in him? Yeah. Okay. And so that would be how. How do we... How do we, how are we filled? So you buy how, Carla? Mm-hmm. Yours, hers says believing, mine says trusting. Yeah, mine's trust. Mine's trust. And yours? Peace. Peace and believing. Joy and peace and believing. Okay. And then, um, so by trusting in him, why, why do, why does he want us to trust? So he wants us to trust, and he wants us to trust, so what will happen? So we'll overflow with hope. Okay, and... uh, Mine is overflow with confident hope. Confident hope, hope. And and how, how is it happening? So we're overflowing with hope by what? The power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Within you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have our part, too. Okay. And I like that overflowing it because I, I thought about that and it's like we have an overabundance 
um, when we're overflowing, an overabundance of just confident hope through that power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And the Holy Spirit, that power is strength. Okay, and so we've been been studying the fruits of the Spirit, and so not only with He doesn't only want us to overflow with joy, but peace. And then I believe with all the with all the um, trusting that we can overflow with all the the fruits of the Spirit. Well, and I was thinking of this, and I didn't go back and really kind of research it, but it seems like, um, and I my Bible's right here, so if someone can pull up where the fruits of the Spirit are. Galatians. Where did we start? Carla, I don't see the Bible on here. It's the first page. Fruits of the Spirit, what verse is that? And don't you know that... Galatians 5.22. I knew it was Galatians. Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So this thought came to me, but I didn't go back and check on it and to see if it actually plays out. And I was thinking, you know, so many of these are, um, I don't want to say symptoms. What, what is the word I'm looking for? They're like, uh, mm, let me think of it. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Let me think about where I was going with that. Okay. So, um, tell me your name again. Nancy. Linda. 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 Nancy's my sister. Okay. <laughs> okay, so can you have your Bible open? Will you read um, Romans 15, 1 through 3? Surely. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Okay, so where I was going with this is to have to have that joy and peace and that living through the Holy Spirit. Those of us that are stronger, it's telling us that we're supposed to come alongside and help help the ones that, are, you know, when they're doubting or, or um, you know, not not being strong, they're they're having trials, and it tells us to come alongside each other and help each other out. Do you guys see anything else in there? Not pleasing ourselves only, you know, being servants. Well, and it's not that it's just a, a suggestion. It's an obligation. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. We have the responsibility as believers to build up and encourage our fellow believers. So it's not talking about 
people that, you know, even though we can share the love of Jesus with them, this these verses here are talking about fellow believers. And, you know, if they're struggling with certain things and we're not looking at just at our own interests. That's not what Christ did. And it's saying to bear with each other the weaknesses, not passing judgment, you know, so not trying to have a condemning spirit. You know, if they're in sin, then we, you know, we talk about that with love and, you know, acknowledge that, get them to acknowledge it so that they can move on from there. Just helping them to carry their burdens and their doubts. Okay, and then um, let me get down here. If you'll read the next ones, um, Susie, do you, or do you have your Bible? I have there? a Bible. Okay, so four through um, six. What, what book? Um, 15. We'll stay, all of this is going to be in Roman 15. Okay. For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. Now, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Where did you say to read to? Um, to six. Okay. So, um, I don't know for about you guys, but for me, I find it really, really hard to read the Old Testament, you know, and trying to understanding it and what it's talking about. But it says that it's part of the scriptures and it's to come alongside with the new scriptures and stuff. And, um, there's mysteries and deep truth there. And it's, it reveals the reality of sin, the nature of God and the nature of man. And it helps to us to enlighten us about the new, new Testament and truths that we find there that we're abiding with God in the old Testament will surely strengthen and deepen our faith to born again Christians. So again, if you're not, if you're not born again and you're not a Christian, then it, it believers have a hard time understanding it. And if you're not a believer, it just doesn't make any sense to you. You know, um, I was looking at Ephesians two twelve, and Ephesians, Ephesians two twelve says, I was thinking about the joy and how we are recipients of that joy and it says at the time you were without Christ talking about the Gentiles so remember at that one point that you were Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcised right and then verse 12 goes at that at that time you were without Christ excluded from the citizenship of Israel and foreigners to the covenant of promise without hope and without God in the world you know, and um, so before Christ, as Gentiles, we, we couldn't even have access to that hope. And it was the Jewish people that had that hope. And they ushered in that hope. And then once Jesus came, that was available to all, um, the Greek and the Jew alike. Mm -hmm. You know, the Gentiles and the Jews. And so that hope... Um, 
just goes right back to God, who is that source. He is the one that that um, is that point of origin, and that's where that hope comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think of people in the world today, what they put their hope in. You know, if you've been putting your hope in your paycheck, or you've been putting your hope in, you know, the money you've stockpiled. Well, hello. You know, I'm just reading about all what the federal government's going to be doing with our digital money, mm-hmm. you know, and that the dollar is not going to be worth a thing. So that's not something to put your hope in. You know, are you going to put your hope in your health, you know, your physical abilities? That's going to go away at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the things that are out there that the world puts their hope in. And yet the origin of hope is Christ is our Father. And if we have our hope in Him, then the source, the origin of hope, then we will be filled completely with joy and peace. No matter what's falling apart all around us, we're going to be filled with that joy and peace. Right. So in these next verses in Romans fifteen seven, accept one another then as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews, so this is what Susie was talking about, on behalf of God's truce, so those promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God to his mercy, Mm -hmm. as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing the praise of your name. Again I say, Rejoice! you Gentiles with his people. And again, I say, praise the Lord, you Gentiles. Let all the people extol him. Yes. That just fed right into what I just said, Mm -hmm. huh? Two different places. Right. So. See where I have that. And what was that number that you just read that part? Um, that was Romans 7, Romans 15, mm-hmm. 7 through 12. So accepting one another, then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Oh, I think this is what I just read that. Um So this is in Isaiah. It says, so in previous verses, it was talking about how God had struck down the kingdoms that had come against Judah. So just a little bit of history. Using the imaginary imagination of an axe taking all the trees in the forest, it is the stumps and the dryness as far as you, your eye can see. What was it, Isaiah? What? Uh, this is 11.1. I think it's right okay. after this. Um With the exception of one small sign of life, then a shoot will grow up from that stump of Jesse, and a branch from his root will bear fruit. And then um, Jesus, born of the bloodline of Jesse, David's father, is the only surviving hope in in an otherwise hopeless world. He is a shoot or a branch, that will come back bearing fruit and establishing kingdom of a kingdom of peace. 
So, um, we, we have a lot to praise God for. Did you know that we were born outside, like Susie was saying, we were born outside the Jewish nation up until Jesus came. You were outside of God's covenant. So it meant that, you know, the covenant in the Old Testament was saying only the Jewish people were, were going to be with Jesus. But because of what God did, um, his great love and mercy and faithfulness, Christ became a servant to the Jewish nation in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarch. The promise of Jesus, the hope of Israel, and other author of salvation. Now we who were once away, once far away and excluded from the promises have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Through faith we are included in a better and more perfect covenant. <coughs> So it's basically saying, so all these fruits of the Spirit that we've been talking about and the joy and the hope that we all have, that we didn't have those before um, Jesus came and what he had done for us. <coughs> Did you, you understand that kind of? Not Doesn't really. it make you thankful that you were born at the time you were born? So we can celebrate the praises God continually we can pray and praise God continually for what he has done. He has included us in the promises of Christ and has offered the same privilege that the Jewish nation had enjoyed. We are no longer <laughs> foreigners to his promises, but through faith, so that's one of the fruits of the spirit, we have been become heirs and considered as sons and daughters of God. That would be Romans 8, 17. Ephesians tells us that Jesus came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, both have access to the Father by one spirit. So... Today I'm thankful for include the inclusion of the promises of God. I am also grateful that God sent Jesus to offer me a more perfect covenant of grace based not on what I do, but on what Jesus did. I join with all those who have gone before me praising God of his loving kindness towards us. May you also join with the saints praising Jesus for what he has done. So basically what I'm trying to get across is because of what Jesus did for us and having salvation, you know, that he, he wants us to take and share those and, and encourage each other and, and lift each other up. And like through our prayer chain, you know, just constantly be praying for others and, you know, coming alongside like visiting different people that may not be able to get out or just different things like that. That That's how we can be filled with that joy and peace and all of it is just trusting Jesus and 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 knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in us as believers you know one of the things that um, I you know you don't always feel joyful 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, like, I can be real, very, it's my nature to be very melancholy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just kind of that person. And so, but John 16, 21 says we can ask and we can receive joy. So I think that um, those times that we don't feel joyful, God hasn't changed. None of those promises mm-hmm. have changed. You know, the joy is still there for us to have and that we just need to ask for that joy. Mm-hmm. And so in, in John sixteen twenty four, also it goes down, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive it, that your joy may be full. Yeah. So And just believing, you know, when you ask something, that's how come you need to come alongside and, and be honest with other, other Christians. You know, it's like I've often heard it say that Jesus had those few that, you know, he had all the apostles, but he had those few. Find somebody that you feel comfortable in confiding with that you can, you know, can be truly um, open and, you know, transparent and, you know, you know that they're not going to share anything that you say with anybody else, you know, because... Or judge you. Yeah, you know, and they're going to encourage you. They're going to pray for you. They're going to come alongside you and make sure how are you doing with that, you know, from time to time, you know, and being honest, I'm still struggling with it or just, you know, the doubt. I have a hard time. The word's telling me to believe or that, you know, you're going to do these things for me, but I just keep doubting. There's just this, you know... And that's, you know, and that's how Satan keeps us um, mm-hmm. separated. Mm-hmm. There's another one, 1 Peter 1, 8. Though you have not have seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with joy. So just, you know, at those times, cry out to him, you know. You, you haven't seen him, you're look, people are, you know, people, and it's just going to, I think it's going to become more so, more so the unbelievers or, you know, I had a conversation with a friend and I was trying to, an unbeliever and, you know, I, I, and I don't know that she's an unbeliever because we're not supposed to judge, but her walk, you know, her actions or, or like she told me, I was trying to tell her that. I was sharing the love of Jesus with somebody and and I I hurt that person's feelings. And she says, well, you just need to maybe just keep your talk about Jesus amongst your church family and not share it, you know? Who is this? I'm kidding. (laughs) Her name is, I mean, his name is. No. But you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you're going to, you're not going to get good counsel from people. You need to, to, um, when things like that happened to me, and you know, it was family members. These are, you know, people that you feel comfortable sharing with or whatever, and mm-hmm. then word gets back to you that you've hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. And you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that thorn, you know? But what did somebody say if they're, if you're hurting somebody's feelings about sharing God's word, then you're doing your job, right? Something like that. I don't know if hurt what the feelings, it? but you want to, if it's... What was the wordy that my friend know. used? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what is my wordy that my friend used? I don't know. But no. it, it, it is because it, it's, if they're not doing the things that they should be doing, then it, it, it is hurtful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's planting little seeds. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. In um, Psalm 1611, it says, mm-hmm. um, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence. 
<clears throat> and the pres and the pleasures of living with you forever. So I think we're when we're in God's presence, like for Katie when she brings the song, I think that helps usher us into that presence. When we started singing this song today, mm-hmm. you know, I could feel me my me wanting to kind of get emotional with tears, thinking how good our God is to yes. us. And so being able to be in his presence brings that joy. Mm-hmm. And so many times it's song that helps us walk into that presence. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think sometimes because I, I struggle with joy sometimes and it's like um, John fifteen ten through 11. If you, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have. Let me see, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abided in his love, these things I have spoke to you that your joy may be in you, that your joy may be made full. And so if we're outside of his will, you know, it's, you know, there's that tugging of the Holy Spirit. So even for ourselves, you know, so there's, we know it right away though. Yeah, I do. It's like, yeah. You know, it's like, right now. We have obligations, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that because that's kind of helped, helped me know that, wait a minute, I kind of got astray a little bit. I need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get back where I need to be. Yeah. <coughs> I'm usually thankful the stray happens in my heart and not out my mouth. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> well, Nehemiah 8.10 is one of my favorites. Um, and it's towards the end of that. It says, don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. And I think how strong we are when we're in that joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I have that one here, too. Yeah. Mine was longer. Well, then because I said skipped to a lot of things. Yeah. You I went ju- down to the just, meat. <laughs> right, you just went down to the meat, huh? Yeah, I skipped all that other part. That's good, too, but... The part that really speaks to me is that bottom part. Mm-hmm. That it is our strength, yeah. What is it so I can speak, can speak to me later? Nehemiah 8.10. Oh, Nehemiah. Like, I love the whole N-E-H-E. story. N-E-H-E. I love the whole story of Nehemiah. N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H. That's good. 8.10. Thanks. Yeah, so... What you need to do, Carla, since you couldn't find them in your Bible, ask Siri. Hey, Siri, verses on joy. Boom. And they'll all pop up. Yeah, Isn't that nice that Siri knows that? Mm-hmm. Oh, 48, 44 verses about joy. Mm-hmm. She was listening to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I broke up with her a while back. Yeah, I don't have her on my phone. I mean, she's there, but I don't have her. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. Psalm 118.24 Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Romans 12.12 12. Mm-hmm. And then along with Nehemiah, Psalm 28, 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts. 
and with my song, I give thanks to him. What is that one? Uh, Psalm 28, 7. So there's just tons of them, and, and they just bring up different fruits of the Spirit, you know? Well, and didn't we talk about this this morning, how they're just all so interwoven yeah. together and tied mm-hmm. together? For sure. You know, you can't have joy if you don't have love. You know, you can't have love if you don't have faith. I don't know if faith was one of them, but... <laughs> Peace, patience. Um, and then First Peter. Let's finish with that. It's uh, four. First Peter four thirteen. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice. Let me see. I got hearts on that. Couldn't read it all. Be glad, suffering, that you may rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. You know, so that's why we're doing it. You know, we are going to suffer. He tells us we're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. 